Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. week good afternoon sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm ceasefire text line is open 601-879-4395 at ceasefire they're not just saying they care they're taking action to show it through covid19 and every day from free wireless data for educational websites to connecting businesses with the tools to work from home learn more at ceasefire.com slash ceasefire cares wherever you are however you happen to be listening this afternoon welcome aboard may we be the bearers of some good news just a little while ago the ncaa division one council voted to approve voluntary athletic activities in football men's basketball and women's basketball beginning june 1st and going through june 30th the rest of sports will be acted on at a later date, and Pete Thamel reports that that date is expected to be sometime next week. Prior to this announcement, there had been a moratorium from the NCAA on all sports activity through the end of May because of the coronavirus pandemic. Because of that, the future of fall sports, most specifically college football, looked to be in danger. Some schools are to the point where they believe that they cannot continue to fear the coronavirus. According to CBS, I love this quote, Gordon Gee, quirky, interesting, bow-tie-wearing Gordon Gee, we need to learn to dance with the pandemic rather than being fearful of it. We have moved from the hammer, which I call where we just locked everything down, to what I call the dance. Now, what does that mean? Let's use the words of Ross Dellinger. This story from Sports Illustrated. I'll read you the very beginning. Football is back. Well, technically, football practice is back. Actually, it's not practice at all. In reality, football training is back. And it won't be the football training that players are used to for the first few weeks. In fact, there will be no footballs used at all. Welcome to virus-proofed summer workouts and with that we welcome you to sports talk mississippi what's up fellas oh not a whole lot man and um that's really good to see right because as you mentioned it's not practice but you have to train and stuff in order to practice and that's what uh, this is opening up i also did see today for whatever it's worth uh, i think it applies to this though that in just it's just one state but for example what we're up against here in pennsylvania um, more people have unfortunately passed away from the coronavirus over the age of 100 than under the age of 45. So 
this started in welcoming back the the football players and, and athletes to campus to work out and stuff. The the question of if somebody tests positive is not as daunting as it's been led to be before because the the effectiveness of somebody at that age is minuscule and we can push forward now i guess that's my, what my point is here it, it is possible maybe even likely that the numbers have changed but as of last Oh, let's see. It was last week. This was on, I guess it was last Friday. A total of 59 deaths in people under the age of 25 in the United States. Not in the state of Mississippi. Not in the state of Texas or Florida or New York or Georgia or California. In the entire United States. 59 people have died under the age of 25. And in the state of Mississippi, that number is one. In each of those, tragic, but when you put it in the perspective of what happens oh, yes. outside yes. of that daily, that, that is a, a tiny number. A, like I said, I think it was a couple weeks ago, but it still holds true. That is a smaller percentage than getting struck by lightning today. It is a number that we should all, when you put it all into perspective, feel comfortable about the announcement that the NCAA made today. Letting athletes come back to school and work out together and get ready for a season that is going to start because the risk that is posed with these athletes is minuscule at best starting and training together. And they're going to have protocols in place that keep them even safer, but this everything we just said outlines the fact that everybody should feel completely comfortable with this decision today. Completely yeah. comfortable. It's good they're coming back. They're going to be fine. Full steam ahead, baby. Let's play football. And, Borky, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out and kind of put the caveat that all of those deaths are tragic. Nobody is... Uh, I am certainly didn't mean anything otherwise. Oh, nobody took it that way. But it feels like you've got to put that caveat on everything you say, lest you be... Um, you know, considered inhumane or not caring about people or worrying about anybody else. Um, there was a line in the commercial appeal in Memphis, I believe it was yesterday, that pointed out this time frame in which we've been looking at COVID-19. There have been more drug overdose deaths in people under the age of 25 than there have been COVID-19 deaths. Ooh. That, is, that is some perspective there for sure hey dad what's up what do you make of this announcement uh we're on the right path you know everything we've been talking about these past few weeks the optimism we're trying to have here on the show looks like it's it's that's going to be the correct way of thinking you know now, I'm, I'm glad they're taking things slowly i'm glad they're not just diving right back in they're just gonna put the toe in the pool but you know it you know it looks like things are trending in the right direction which i think we all thought they would but it's good to see it happening Ceasefire text line, this is America. We should have the right to choose whether we go out or not. So if you don't want it, don't go outside your house. If you don't care, carry on as usual. That may be a little callous, but, you know, the, the sentiment is... I was having a, a conversation with a, a good friend earlier this morning who has a dad who is in his 60s 
and has had heart surgery and therefore is in the at-risk category. And so we were talking about the return to football. He's like, man, we need football so bad. He's like, look, my dad loves Ole Miss football as much as anybody I know. He's going to have to make a decision. And he's going to have to live with the consequences one way or the other. He's going to have to make a calculated decision of, do I want to put myself at greater risk by going to a football game to watch the team that I care about and potentially risk health problems, or do I choose to stay at home? And he has to make that decision knowing that there is a possibility that because he is at higher risk of infection and that by going to a crowd that's got, you know, if we just assume they just lift everything and everybody can go, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 people there, he's taking a risk. Might be perfectly fine. Might die as a result of it. But he gets to make that decision. Assuming things open up. My friend said, I probably would advise my dad, it might be better for you to stay away this year. Can't make him do it. Not going to try to make him do it. He's a, he's a big boy. He can make his own decision. Rippy, what's your reaction to this news? I bookmark a bunch of tweets calling people dumb, saying football will be played 2021 at the earliest, so I'm trying to figure out what to do with those <laughs> from the process. Read some I of got them. at least 30 of them. Uh, read, so, read some of them to me. Stop fooling yourself. I got $1,000 they don't play football this year. Any takers? Um, hold on. We're only through a couple of these. I'm a Imagine taker. Thinking this I want is $1,000. By... Imagine thinking this is going to be over by July. I seriously question anyone's intelligence who still thinks football is going to be played this fall. Hey, are these blue checkmark people or just random people? Just random people. I got real bored in uh, one night. Actually, series of nights. I'll keep saying it. Spring 2021 at the earliest. Let's see. Hey, welcome to the real world. I think that was in response to I'm having serious doubts about football this year. Uh You'll be lucky to get college baseball next spring. Football has no chance. Uh, I've got a few more in the arsenal. I feel like this is getting boring. Okay. Fair enough. Are these in your likes on Twitter? I can just go read them myself? No, I bookmarked them because I'm next level Uh, internetsman. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) That's why you're a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm excited. I think this is good. I think we... That we shared this thinking all along, cautiously optimistic, and it seems like it's happening that way. Trolling I can't remember the last time that uh, Brian Scott Rippey was excited about anything, or at least he openly admitted that he was excited about anything. He just said he's excited about the possible return of college football. He was excited about that new White Claw f- flavor that came out. Look, I was bordered on becoming an MMA guy. I will welcome anything coming back at this point. <laughs> there we go. Quick timeout, Sports Talk Mississippi, poll question for you when we get back, and then another question. Here, I'll I'll let you think on it during the break. Are any schools going to follow the rules? We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Wednesday afternoon with you, it is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. We got into an interesting conversation as we were wrapping things up yesterday afternoon. I threw a question out on Twitter uh, looking for a little bit of ammunition for the uh, for the show today. 
and said, uh, from for Sports Talk Mississippi, Sports Talk MISS, five most iconic sports venues currently operational in the United States. I gave you my top five and then said, what are yours? And got a bunch of responses. And an extension of that today, Borky, is the poll question. Yeah, so what are yours? Your top five active venues in sports. Most iconic, and I'm going to send that poll out right now. Just going to quote tweet you, for the record, and uh, solicit some listener responses as well. well that, is, uh, that is fair enough. And uh, I think I retweeted that from uh, Sports Talk Mississippi last night. So uh, you may have seen it. You may have responded. We'll get into some of those responses as we go throughout the show this afternoon. For some, uh, following instructions were uh, a bit of an issue. There were a number of, I can't believe you don't have Old Yankee Stadium on there. I don't think Old Yankee Stadium exists anymore. Pretty sure they demolished that. Which it always exists in your it, heart, Richard. Which would not make it currently operational. Oh, yeah, it'll exist in my heart. I wish it still existed in reality, but it doesn't. So, as we were pointing out a second ago with uh, the story from Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated, no footballs used at all. The NCAA Division I Council's ruling earlier today to lift a nationwide ban on on-campus activities. Interesting timeline from June 1st to June 30th. Is they're just trying it out. We'll soon have players flooding back to campuses for voluntary workouts. Yahoo's Pete Thamel first reported the news. It was confirmed by Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty and affects activities in football and men's and women's basketball. For now, the workouts are considered voluntary meaning no on-field coaches can have interaction with athletes, but strength staff members are expected to be able to supervise activity. The whole you can't have a football. Do you anticipate anyone following that rule? Zero percent. Not one single team. Okay. Some will act like they do as the quest for moral high ground gets higher and higher. Hey, Dad, will any team follow that rule? No. I had to think. I was like, maybe there's one that I'll, I'll, I'm willing to say, yeah, they might. No. No. I mean, how, how can you do it? No. Yeah, it, it, it seems like a, you know, a school that throws the ball a lot. Like, that's a really big part of what they do offensively would probably need to find a bit of a workaround. Yeah. So if the quarterback's arm doesn't get sore when camp starts for real, they actually are allowed to throw a football. Maybe there's a simple workaround on this. Maybe it's, you know, the the voluntary workouts, but then the super secret voluntary workouts that you don't even tell the coaches about, you know, the ones where the quarterback just calls up the receiver and you're like, Hey man, let's meet at the uh, let's meet at the field at nine o'clock tonight. We'll flip the lights on and throw some balls around. You hear about that stuff all the time. I mean, quarterbacks are generally speaking supposed to be the ones that organize some off the books workouts. You don't have to go, but it's the whole you know do the extra work to get better thing. Maybe that's a workaround. I I, I don't know. Maybe that can't happen on campus technically. Again. I don't know, but I always laugh when you put 
stuff like that in what's allowed and what's not allowed. I mean, if you expect rules to be followed, at least put reasonable rules in place so that they can be followed. Yeah, it's too much to ask sometimes. I mean, you remember, I forget what publication it was, but they really like dug into the minutiae of some of these uh, restrictive rules. And, for example, an athlete could have gotten a free bagel from his training table, but cream cheese had to be provided by him. So a school could give an athlete a bagel, but if they gave him cream cheese, it was a violation. There's actually a Mississippi State Athletics Department employee that is quoted in the Sports Illustrated story. Have you guys seen this? No, I haven't read it. Mary McClendon, an associate athletic director at Mississippi State, overseeing the school's reopening. Her quote is this. They are going to want to pick up the ball. But look at re-socialization guidelines. You want to avoid shared equipment in the first, in the first phase. Mm-hmm. I hate to disappoint you. Don't go watch the workouts, Mary. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they're just going to have a lot of footballs out there. You know, hey, it's your ball. Don't don't lose it. You, it's yours. Don't don't give it to anybody else. I don't know. We're, we're not doing the fumble drills like in, like on the program. Is it walking around program. campus with the I, I football? I was thinking it was the program, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That was the one My where they got tap it out out from behind him in class, and then they in class, yeah. scramble in the classroom. Like, anybody awesome. brings this ball back to me but you, you'll wish you were never born. That's that's a great line. Yeah. It is a very good one. Uh, they could just add an attachment to the jugs machine that every time the ball rotates, before it's about to get shot out, it gets sprayed down with sanitizer. How about a, a jet of sanitizer comes out with the ball? You see, a, you see the mist. It's the mist of sanitizer. It has to go through a mister every time. You just put a, a sanitizer mister over the over the uh, the top there. See, it's not going to be that difficult. We've already figured it out. And let's see, in a normal summer, athletes can spend eight hours a week with interaction from the staff, two hours with on-field coaches, six with strength staffers, unclear when programs will be allowed. Those normal activities. Conference commissioners have said that consensus had been reached on a six-week training camp that must start by mid-July in order to kick off the season on time. But even before that, players will ready themselves for camp with workouts that are expected to be much different than normal Schools have put together all kinds of comprehensive safety plans. We talked some about uh, that earlier in the week. Some programs have ordered or secured upwards of 4,000 pairs of gloves. They plan to use disinfectant fogging machines to coat weight rooms and locker rooms. Screening processes will be in place to include temperature checks of all players, and most staff and coaches will wear masks throughout the facility. Weight rooms are being adjusted to adhere to social distancing, some even relocating outside. No showering, high-fiving, or sharing water bottles. (laughs) 
How long are, how long can you be okay with all the restrictions? Like like when when everything is off limits, people are like, "Look, man, I don't care if you make me wear a full body suit and a mask and rubber gloves. Just give me back. Just just get us back." And then once you get into that environment, we say, oh, "Okay, we'll we'll ease some of the restrictions a bit." You start him, man. I'm so sick of wearing this mask. I am not putting gloves on. I don't care what anybody. Fine, just arrest me. How quickly do we transition from just get us back to these guidelines are ridiculous? Make them go away. My guess would be a few days, even a few days. I I give them a month. Jeez, Borky, so impatient. I was going to say a month, too. Well, it, before they uh, – are you talking NCAA changing it or like the team saying, forget the rules, we're just going to break them, this is absurd? I mean, there's a yeah, lot of real estate insta- in between Richard's come arrest me attitude and maybe just getting a little tired of hand sanitizer all over the balls. So, I don't know, three weeks? Okay. Yeah. I, I am beyond weary of – wearing a mask and trying to remember every time I get out of my truck before I walk in a convenience store or walk in a restaurant or walk in any building where I live having to put a mask on. I, I, I get that it's supposed to be pretty important. I understand that. I just know I'm weary of it. I can't imagine trying to go through a football workout or a weight training session or whatever and i got to have a mask on that's hot and uncomfortable and you can't hear other what you know whatever i'm saying you can't really hear because it's all muffled i don't know maybe people are going to be so glad to be back to somewhat of a sense of normal that it's just like whatever this is what we got to do for a little while it's fine i just think you'll hear those complaints before long we'll see uh the interwebs became upset last night And it has apparently a lot to do with Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Stop me if you've ever heard this story before. We'll be right back. Quick congratulations to all the graduates in the state of Mississippi. I know the uh, governor has been reading some of those names during his press conferences. Be careful. With distinction, Harry Ascrack. Congratulations to him. Uh, I did see people like using that. It's to take now it. making its way around the internet, Borky, thanks to Rex Chapman and his legion of Twitter followers. <laughs> it's ever you can't escape it now. I know it's fantastic, and yeah, I love how the second he read the name, you could see it in his face that he knew what he Long just balls. did. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's just perfectly executed. I mean, you oh, can't yeah. blame Reeves. Like, no, you, he's not knowing it until it's too late. I mean, you get the the crack, you know, that rolls off the tongue, and it's like, what have I done? And yeah. I have seen people use it as like a way to take a shot at the guy. Like, how do you not proofread something you're going to read out loud? It's like list a few hundred names on Facebook Live. Nobody's reading like through that crap. It's like Anchorman. Anything you put on that teleprompter, the governor will read. I promise you, 
Not a single governor in this country has the time or desire to proofread the graduation <laughs> list. I promise. No, I'm not making fun of it. I think it's fantastic. Oh, I know it's great. And then uh, he made a. a he really came back good, strong on Twitter too. Yeah, he said he was looking forward to um, uh, congratulating um, the Dover family's son Ben or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Emma Nims had a nice high school career as well. All right, let's uh, let's see whose story will we use. Let's use uh, our good friend Joel Coleman as a uh, a starting point. Hey, Dad, you okay with that? Fine by me. His um, Cowbell Corner Sports Illustrated site. What is that part of Maven? Is that right? Yeah, is that how that works. Okay. Yeah. Joel writes, it appears another Bulldog is on his way out of Starkville. Mississippi State defensive back Jerrion Jones is expected to transfer away from the Bulldogs. 24-7 Sports first reported the news of his impending departure on Tuesday. Cowboy Bell Corner was informed Jones wasn't yet in the transfer portal as of Wednesday morning, but had been in communication with coaches and Mississippi State officials about it. His Twitter account certainly looks like a picture of a player on his way out of Starkville as the account has retweeted multiple messages wishing Jones well in a future unidentified destination. Uh, there was an expectation by some, not reading anymore by the way, that uh, Jerry and Jones would be a starter in the defensive backfield this year for Mississippi State. So before we get into the uh, the silly part of the story or the angst on the internet creating part of the story. Hey, Dad, let's talk about the departure of Jerry and Jones and what that means for the football team, Mississippi State. Yeah, I, Jones, I thought, was a pretty good player last year as a true freshman, was sort of pressed into duty, uh, you know, a little earlier than maybe they would have liked. You know, they had some, some injuries, obviously, Maurice Smitherman going out uh, midway through the season. And then, of course, in the bowl game, you know, Cam Dantzler had declared and, and didn't play in that. So, you know, he was really pressed into it. I thought he and Martin Emerson had, had a. A good duo there. I thought they might be a, a sort of a future uh, a good tandem for Mississippi State. Um, there had been some talk this offseason that possibly making him the move to safety, um, that they, they wanted to go with maybe Tyler Williams and Martin Emerson at corner and let Jerry and Jones get out there in one of the, maybe one of the nickelback positions or maybe even the free safety, I'm not sure. Um, but regardless, it seems like that's not going to happen now uh, because he is, he is on his way out. So... I think there are three directions that we can go here. Or let me just lay out three different scenarios. One, a very measured approach where you look at this and you say, a new football coach came in. It's going to be a different style. You have guys that have relationships with other coaches who have now scattered across the country. And when you have a coaching change, there's just going to be some attrition. And not all of it happens at once. Sometimes it takes some time. This has been a spring unlike any other where you don't have guys on campus. They're not getting to know their new coaching staff. And yes, there was something that Mike Leach put on Twitter that rubbed some people the wrong way, rubbed some players the wrong way, and that could have been a contributing factor as well. So that would be one school of thought. One, One way of looking at this that would be fairly measured, not too far to the left or too far to the right, not too far to the Bulldog, not too far to the Rebel. Who's got time for being measured anymore? Okay, just, just we're getting there. <laughs> hey, Dad, would you agree that that's a 
reasonable, measured way to look at five players on the current team entering the transfer portal? Certainly. Okay. Then there is the point of view that would come from a rival school where you look at it and you go, five players have left. Three of them were likely to be starters. The world is coming to an end. They made a mistake. You know there's buyer's remorse in Starkville. Mike Leach never should have been hired. Hubbity, hubbity, hubbity. That is a reaction that's out there. Things are falling apart in Starkville. And then there is another part. There's no way in H-E-L-L that players would want to leave this program and go somewhere else, especially when they had a starting job locked up. It has got to be other people who are cheating, who are tampering, who are stealing. Report them and turn them all in. Is there another scenario in play besides those three? I mean, they did just report today that they found uh, evidence of a parallel universe. Maybe that's starting to leak in to our our, our or no, to our own timeline. I don't know. But I beyond that, that, a parallel universe tickets. where time moves backwards. Exactly. Well, so very uh, Benjamin said, Button of the parallel universe. You know, unless something along those lines is happening, Richard, I think the, your three scenarios pretty much lay it all out. All right. So what's going on? I'll say that I know that Mississippi State has been in contact with Ole Miss. They're trying and trying to make sure everything is being done correctly because the optics of it are you have a player who was a vocal, vocal uh, bulldog on social media. I recall him. He could not be held back from running over to the Ole Miss sideline after uh, they missed extra point to, to have a few choice words with the Rebels on that sideline. You have his former position coach now at Ole Miss. The, I mean, the optics are there to for impropriety. I'm not saying that's happening. Okay. I'm saying why I can understand why those optics are there. So I believe that Mississippi State is doing its due diligence to make sure that everything is being done on the up and up here. Um, you know, and of course Jones isn't the only one you know making this this move to Oxford. It looks like Fabian Lovett is headed that way as well. Uh, for whatever reason, it broke down with him in Florida State. Uh, so he he might be staying a little closer to home and heading to Ole Miss as well. So you've got, I position mean, Richard coach also there in his case. Same thing exactly. So I mean, if you, Richard, you wanted to play the game with me here, I, I don't know the last. I don't remember the last player to transfer from state to Ole Miss or from Ole Miss to state in football. It's happened a couple times. I know baseball. Chris Lauderhouse comes to mind. Obviously, Promise Taylor did it for women's basketball, but football. I don't remember the last one. So to have two in a year is weird. And when weird stuff happens, you get weird explanations for it. Is there... Is the, uh, is there hold on just a like, second, Rippy. Hold, hold on just a second. Are the same questions being asked about Stuart Reese possibly going to Florida? Probably. I mean, I know there were, you know, message board chatter, there were, some, there were some tampering stuff, but the problem with that is Reese's brother is on the team at Florida. So, oh no, we've got no, we've got no time here for rational explanations. As well, I mean, I'm going to give you the rational happening. explanation. Yeah, people were asking about tampering, but at the end of the day, Mullen can tell David Reese something that he can tell Stuart Reese, and that's not tampering because it's just two brothers talking. Okay, I'm sorry, Rippy. Go ahead. Well, hey, Dad laid out the the 
like the unprecedented thing with football. It's also probably fairly unprecedented for both Ole Miss and State to change coaching staffs, and then two of the former assistants on one school staff go yeah. and end up on the next school staff. Yeah, like I would agree. That's with that how, I, I'm I'm 100 going to be too lazy to look that up, but would venture to guess that probably hasn't happened in a long time. I mean, there, there are obviously there's a long list of coaches that have coached at both places. Tony Hughes Just has back you know, to back but, years. But, but like, yeah, in the scenario that we're outlining here, no, I, I, not that I can recall. Melvin Smith, for that matter, coached both places. Melvin Smith coached at both places. Jim Carmody coached at he coached at Southern as well. Um, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> got the trifecta. <laughs> yeah, he got all three. Yeah, right. But going from one to another after a staff change yeah. directly. This this situation is odd and unusual. I would agree with that. Did Jay Hobson coach at both? I don't I don't think Jay Hobson coached at state. I was pulling up his uh no. Tulane, Delta State, LSU, Florida, Marshall, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Michigan, Memphis, Alcorn State, and then Southern Miss. Okay. Well he's been to a bunch of different places in his time. 28 and 22 at uh, Southern Miss as the head coach going into his fifth season. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll get to the ceasefire text line when we come back. 601 879 4395. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Love it when we ask questions and you provide answers. Answers like this Joe Lee Dunn coached at both places, Duty Noble. Coached it both. Yeah, has a great quote about it. What did he say? Said if uh, anybody ever asked me what hell was like, I can tell them I know because I coached at Ole Miss. Nah, there you go. Something like that. I, it's, it's along those lines. I don't know if I got it exactly right. Paraphrasing and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Tom Good, player at State, coached at State and at Ole Miss. That's true. Bob uh, Tyler. Rick Tyler transferred from Mississippi State to Ole Miss. Bob Tyler. Bob Tyler, his dad, would have coached at both, yeah. I mean, Bob Tyler was a – well, that that's a story that's got a whole bunch of layers, but uh, Bob sure Tyler does. was in line and was kind of the – That's a uh, very chosen, big butterfly effect story. Yes, chosen by John Vault to be his successor at Ole Miss, and there were other people on the administrative side of things that decided that different plans would, uh, would be better. And – Bob Tyler ends up as the head coach at Mississippi State, and again, that's uh, that's something that uh, has got some layers to it. Uh, glad to have you along, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at uh, Super Talk Mississippi. Let's see, were there others? Uh, those may have been all the ones that were named. Yeah. And. We did get the uh, the on cue text. Would one of you like to read it, or would you like to me me to read it in a uh, rather sanctimonious voice? Do it as sanctimonious as you possibly can. I'm going to really agree with sanctimonious texter anyway. No matter, I don't even know what the text is, but after Richard's golf course stunt the other day, I'm going to agree with said texter. My golf course stunt. Yeah, about got me killed. Do you think you're going to get away <laughs> oh. with that? Oh. Hey, hey, yeah. I'm still not sure I was out of line on that, but nevertheless, <laughs> this is where the blame was placed. 
The text reads, and the Homer gets sanctimonious defending his institution's culture of corruption right on cue. The Homer of all Homers uses his statewide platform to run. Old Richard never disappoints. I just don't understand. It's true. By the way, my response was, I'm sure you missed the part where I got sanctimonious about the Ole Miss fans claiming that State's program was going straight to hell. That was probably right before you flipped your radio on. Timing and whatnot. I didn't hear Isn't any of that. Is State currently on probation? Both schools are currently on probation. <laughs> Neither one of them really needs a visit from the NCAA at this point. You have breaking right. news. Like, people cheat at recruiting. So, someone says you did seem defensive. Yeah, of course I did. Did you not hear the way I explained the entire... I said we have three scenarios at play here. The first one that I laid out was the very measured, look, you had a coaching change and guys leave programs after a coaching change. Can we all probably agree that that's what's happening here? That's where we started. And then I made fun of the Ole Miss people who are assuming that Mississippi State's program is just going in full-on self-destruct mode because some players left during the offseason. A most unprecedented offseason for a lot of reasons, many of them related to COVID-19, many of them related to the fact that you got new coaches at both places. And then I took the exact same tone with regard to the immediate, oh, those cheating rebel bear sharks. Why are you so defensive, Richard? I don't, I don't understand. Shut up, hey, Dad! <laughs> Please don't throw any. Don't throw a thing of Clorox wipes at me because those are those are a rare commodity these days. It's like throwing a block of gold now. Well, I got right here. See, keep keep them near me at all times. Yeah, there you go. There you go, dude. <laughs> um, uh, I'm excited. That, that's fun, right? Yeah. It can be. It can be fun. Yeah. No, this is life or death. This is life or death. It's ideals. Uh, so someone said a. Is that some that? Oh, it says butt hurt, but that's a butt pace. Uh, you're using the wrong kind. I got a better kind for you. Trying to. <laughs> well, in-house advertising. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Try, trying to one day protect an inheritance. Hit up who tracks. Rippy is he's going to start wearing a uh, a t-shirt to work every day, especially now that we've got a video stream that says "Buy Boudreaux." Still, have yet to see a stick of that in all the years. It's not a stick, for God's sake. I think sakes, it's a man. tub. Whatever it's, it's you know what I'm saying. It's like a toothpaste tube. You squeeze it out. My yeah, but doesn't God, it also stick? come in a tub where you can kind of? Well, scoop thankfully, it out? my thighs aren't chafing so much that I got to buy the industrial sized, uh, you know, unit. <sighs> Thanks for being with us. One hour in the books. We got more coming up with you this afternoon. Bill Bender at the uh, all about forty-five minutes from right now. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. 
Him, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. Thanks for being with us. The C Spire text line is open 601 879 4395. Experiencing fever, cough, sore throat, or shortness of breath, C Spire and UMMC are partnering to offer free COVID 19 screening through the C Spire Health app for all Mississippians experiencing symptoms. Uh, symptoms. Just download the app to quickly connect with a UMMC clinician right from your phone. UMMC can help diagnose your symptoms and assess whether you should be tested for COVID-19. Learn more at cspirehealth.com. As we had just a few minutes to stop and think before transitioning to the 4 o'clock hour, you think there are any points that are left that need to be made or discussion that needs to happen with regard to Jerry and Jones, five guys leaving Mississippi State, you know, Ole Miss being the bad guy, whether or not tampering is going on, whether or not this is just kind of general uh, course of business, et cetera. A- any thoughts? Um, I think it'll just be something we, we'll have to keep an eye on, I guess, for the next few weeks to see how it all plays out. You know, I mean, I, if I, you know, I, do I think something out of character is going on? I can't say. I don't know for sure, but. I understand that the optics look bad, and I know that MSU is going to do its due diligence to make sure everything was done on the up and up. And it, it but like I said before the break, both schools are on probation, so it behooves everybody to make sure things are, are being done correctly. What do you think that process looks like for Mississippi State? <sighs> it's probably a matter of you know trying to determine communication between Jones and maybe Terrell Buckley if it's been going on prior to you know him going into the transfer portal, um, yeah, something like that. I, I don't know. Maybe talk to uh, other players to see if, hey, have you had any contact with you know Coach Adams or Coach Buckley? I don't know. No. I guess we will see where it goes because – The likelihood uh, of us seeing where it goes is pretty minimal. Tampering is really hard to prove, and it – I mean, even if you do, the penalty that comes with it isn't – pretty significant yeah they're on probation but my goodness i mean i mean i this entire thing's exhausting because it, it always comes from a position of desire to let me rephrase that the only reason why this conversation's happening right now from the mississippi state side is because it was it's involving Ole Miss, right? Of course, because that's how it always goes. But the problem is, I know for a fact that there was multiple Ole Miss players that were contacted illegally, um, one of which was a former wide receiver from Starkville. But I don't care, and nobody should care, because that's how college football works. Uh, guys get contacted all the time. All the time. All the time. This happens everywhere. All the time. And if roles were reversed, the same heroes and freedom fighters that are talking about the truth and tampering and got to get this right and wouldn't be doing that if the shoe was on the other foot. Because it's, it's all about pulling the rope in the same direction from media into the facilities themselves and fans. Everybody's pulling the, the rope in the same direction, I guess, to their credit. But I didn't – I don't remember – Anybody screaming about searching for the truth when A.J. Brown was getting contacted by uh, by people from other schools. I wonder why that is.
Ceasefire. Hey, Dad. I'd never heard of that, so. I wonder why. I mean, it's not. That's I not mean, a shot at you. That's just. But that's well, I mean, how it works. It, that, that's what's going on here. That's what goes on everywhere, always. It's th- this happens, and the only reason why certain people want this exposed now is because it's old Miss. If the shoe was on the other foot, they would be silent because that's how how this works. I guess that's my point. Is you've got old Miss fans today that think it's ridiculous that we're even talking about tampering. You've got state fans that want the whole world to burn. And if the shoe was on the other foot, then it has been on the other foot. The the, the opposite would be going on. And so let's not, it, this isn't happening on this show, but let's not pretend like this is anything other than trying to bring your rival down for doing the thing that everybody does always in college football, glass houses, throwing stones, stuff like that. We don't need to pretend it's anything other than than that. So let's we're not doing that, but there are people listening right now that need to know what is actually going on here. Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Who dislikes who more? State fans disliking Ole Miss or Ole Miss fans disliking State? I don't know. Feels like that's a 50-50 split. Jeff and Laurel, a finned rebel bear is way better than a bulldog. Brian and Tupelo, I don't know. Sounds like Ole Miss propaganda to me, Borky. See, I, I don't know what that means. What, what, is it it? Means, what, what do you mean? What does it that means mean? He's about to read the NSA rules on tampering and fire off some killer tweets. I, but, but seriously, though, what does that mean? Uh, another text message. If this kid played at Auburn and was seen working out at Bama, then entering the portal going to Tuscaloosa, quit being obtuse, Borky. But how, how is what I said obtuse? That... That's probably what would have happened there, too. But that's what happens everywhere. There was a running back last year that transferred from Clemson to South Carolina. That happened. You want to bet that South Carolina talked to him before he entered the transfer portal and said, hey, you you got a spot here. You want to come here. Feaster enters the portal, ends up at South Carolina. It's kind of how it works. I didn't care because I understand how it works. You either understand how this works or how it happens or there's three outcomes. You understand how it works and you're open about it. That tampering happens always, everywhere. Or you don't know how that works and you're learning something today. Or you are being intentionally misleading to push something. It's one of those three outcomes. So either you didn't know that if a player were to transfer from Auburn to Alabama, there's a 100% chance that he was spoken to before he entered the transfer portal. Or you learn that that's what happens today. Or you say that that doesn't happen always because you're full of it. It's one of those three. Here's one. I'll answer it. I hate Ole Miss worse than Al-Qaeda. That, that's great, man. It, that is a you problem. Stewart and Laurel, why does State keep trying to impeach Ole Miss over things they never have and cannot prove? Well, I mean, it took a a political turn. It it did. Um, But, I mean, last go around, I guess some things came true, right? Because there there happened to be a bull ban. But it's... Jeff and Laurel says, what does obtuse mean? 
It means this person thinks I'm being intentionally difficult for the sake of an argument, but I think I'm actually being as open and honest and transparent as possible. It's very possible that tampering is going on here. The kid also hasn't enrolled in Ole Miss yet. I mean, maybe it's a 100% chance it happened, but it hadn't happened yet. I mean, that, that who knows? He tweeted today that he spoke to Oregon. What if there was tampering there with Joe Moorhead, you know? Um, but I think right now I'm being as level-headed as possible. It, it's very possible that tampering is going on here. It is also very possible that nobody does anything about it because it's hard to prove and they don't really do anything about it. That's also true. It's also true that it happens pretty frequently, and it's also true that I have never cared about it, nor will I ever care, because that's just kind of how it's gone. That's how it went with a certain wide receiver from Starkville that played at Ole Miss. That's how it possibly is going here. That's how it's going to go forever, as long as the NCAA puts arbitrary restrictions on student-athletes and recruiting. That's just how it's going to be. The definition of obtuse is someone who is slow to understand things. An example of obtuse is someone who listens to a joke but doesn't understand the punchline. Hey, Dad, I don't need you looking at me right now. <laughs> well, that's not obtuse either, though. If you don't get it, that doesn't mean you're... Anyway. That's just ignorance, Richard. Come on. No, obtuse okay. is getting it and pretending you don't. Mm. Obtuse is defined as a general and dull sensation as well. So, whatever. Well, just learning all over the place. Hey, Dad, I thought you were going to give more pushback to Borky during his soliloquy. Nah. Nah. What, are you turning into Rippy like your one-word answer guy now? No, I just, you know. It's a lifestyle. Well, because there's nothing I said that's not I true. I think that's trademarked. We can't do that. <laughs> that took a turn. Uh Financial shenanigans involving Vince McMahon. We'll explain next. Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. The XFL is dead. Long live the XFL. Vince McMahon is trying to buy the XFL. Wait, what? As the bankrupt XFL looks for a buyer, the buyer could be its founder. From Daniel Kaplan at The Athletic, XFL creditors seem to believe that McMahon is positioning to buy the league out of bankruptcy. uh, Separately, XFL president Jeffrey Pollack has contacted stadiums in Seattle and St. Louis about reinstating the league's lease agreements. The XFL declined comment to Kaplan regarding the potential strategy that would, if effective, allow Vince McMahon to escape debt at a time of devastated revenue and re-emerge on the other side of the pandemic with a clean slate. The clues as to the creditors' beliefs come from their objection to a proposal in bankruptcy to pay $3.5 million in season ticket refunds. The committee, uh, I'm sorry, the committee of creditors wrote that the payment 
quote, is being sought to further the efforts of the debtor's controlling equity holder secured lender, Vince McMahon, to acquire the debtor at a fire sale price, close quote. All right, so hey, Dad, what was the what was the entity that owned the XFL? I was under the impression that that WWE owned it, but wasn't wasn't it like a subsidiary or it must have been? Like, like I a, didn't go like that far down the rabbit hole of XFL finances. I, I was just under the impression that Vince McMahon was the majority owner, right? WWE is publicly traded, isn't it? Yes, it is. Josh says Alpha Entertainment. Okay. So the XFL is a planned professional American... Okay, obviously we know what it was, that was owned by Vince McMahon's Alpha Entertainment. Okay. So that's a company that Vince McMahon owned as opposed to owning it himself. For all kinds of business protection reasons. I mean, that makes all right. the sense in the world. But Alpha Entertainment filed for bankruptcy to get out from under the load of debt that a now-defunct league had on its balance sheet. But then Vince McMahon apparently wants to buy the XFL out of bankruptcy and whatever he pays for it would then go to settle some of the debts that are there but it's a financial tool that basically makes it a whole lot more financially palatable to Vince McMahon this feels like a wrestling storyline it feels like <laughs> it <kinda> does. <laughs> when, when he bought WCW but they ran a storyline where Shane his son had bought WCW I feel like we're going that direction If the plan succeeds, Vince McMahon would have to rebuild the league from the ground up, rehiring coaches and players and others necessary to running the league. Anyone who previously worked for the league and was stiffed in any way might not be inclined to return, most notably Oliver Luck. Not likely to be back as commissioner. But if folks want to work in football, and unless they've landed in the NFL, it's not as if they have many alternatives. So this, you know, one of the things that's fascinating to me about this is there are a lot of people that really bought into the XFL. And, yeah, I mean, I've got friends who were broadcasters on this. I mean, Tom Hart and Cole Kublik were, were part of the broadcast teams. And I think it was going to succeed if, if, they, if all of this hadn't happened. I like it. I think it. It, was on, it was on the right path. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess the point that I was going to make was Tom, in particular, he and I talked about it on a, a number of occasions, came away really impressed with Oliver Luck, with the whole operation, with the level of organization, with the way they put it all together, with the fact that it was this was a serious thing. It wasn't some fly-by-night right. deal. They, they were learned from their mistakes about, of, of, of two decades ago, basically. They, 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 point. Everything they screwed up the first time around, they, they had it fixed, they, and they made it a real football venture. Learn from their mistakes of two decades ago, or a decade ago, whenever it was. Learn from the mistakes of the Alliance the year prior. 
and were operating at a high level and had some pretty good crowds for some of those games, especially in St. Louis. How would it be perceived as as a 2.0, though? Well, it's 3.0. I mean, this is, would be the third. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, I know what you're saying. But, I, I mean, if they turned around and tried to make a comeback next year or two years from now. My, my only thought is because of, of what I know about the wrestling business and how poorly Vince McMahon is sort of running things there, the idea of him being the, the, the top dog in charge leads me to believe it would not be successful. So you don't think it's being run well now or has never been run well? WWE? Yeah. Right now it's it's being poorly run. How so? Uh, their storylines aren't great. They aren't doing a good job of, of managing their talent. Um, it's it's it the the, the 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 saying going around right now is that it's it's WWE is is run for an audience of one. It's the stuff that Vince like. He doesn't really care about what the fans want, and I think they've just they've done a poor job throughout this uh, this epidemic of you know they, they they've they have some of their 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 talent who has resisted coming to work uh, because you have health violations or health uh, concerns. You know Roman Reigns is one of them. He's a he's he's in remission for leukemia. So I mean, there's a reason he's not coming to work. But it feels like they've been sort of punitive with those people. It's I just don't think Vince, at this stage in his his career, is is doing a good job running his company. Is he the kind of owner? We're talking about owning an entire league, not owning an individual franchise that would be willing to hire really smart people and then get out of the way. Well, he's not doing that in a in his in wrestling. Yeah, he 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 is the ultimate micromanager. There's a lot of family involved in that too, isn't there? There is, but you know, even his son-in-law, uh, you know, who you might know as Triple H, uh, was one of his higher ups. He recently sort of got a demotion uh, because no one knows. Nobody knows why. You know, the product he was working on on NXT, which is one of their brands, is fantastic, and so they 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 bumped him down. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And his son-in-law, Triple H, what's his real name? Uh, Paul Levesque. So Paul married Stephanie McMahon? Yes, correct. Is she still, like, number two yes. over the whole deal? Uh, she, and, she and her brother Shane, yeah. I gotcha. Shane. Can you trust a Shane? Uh, you should never trust a McMahon, so that's, that's where you start with that. Okay. So you really don't like this guy? Vince, I mean, I, I like Vince. I respect what he's done, but his product right now is subpar. Did he ever wrestle? Oh, yeah, many times. He's been champion. What are you talking about? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> like he, Wait, he's been a legitimate champion or? Well, I mean, define legitimate. I mean, everything's Well, scripted. I mean, like he just crowned himself champion? No, he won a match where he was the champion. How did he get that match? Well, he's Vince Signed McMahon. He made himself. that match. Yeah, exactly. Who did he beat to win it all? I, I know he beat uh, Triple H once. That's a tough pill to swallow, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's just it's it's just a TV show, right? So it's just a, a, the storyline. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Wait, what? Sh- 
So, what? It's fake? It's not real? Oh, just stop. <laughs> we were having this great discussion here, and then you went with that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, we just kind of went down a wrestling rabbit hole, but the, the fascinating thing here is how it pertains to the XFL. Is he going to be able to pull this off? Borky, I don't are you think okay? so. Uh, I'm fine, yeah. Do you have a headache? It just hit me, man. I feel like I just got punched in the head. Did someone punch you in the head? No, I don't think so. He's looking over his shoulder to see if somebody just snuck it. Like, <laughs> migraine just man. hit you or something? Yeah. Hang in there. It's my flu game. I'll power through it. Did you eat pizza before this? No, I did last night, the, though. Uh, grab the uh, C Spire Health app and you in touch with the UMMC clinician? We might could do that. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll take a quick time out. We'll make sure that Borky's okay and uh, continue with you after this. So we talked at the beginning of the show today about the NCAA lifting the restrictions on on-campus activity for student-athletes for football, basketball, and women's basketball. Is it strange to you guys that men's and women's basketball were the two sports in addition to football that they said, yeah, you guys can kind of come back starting June 1st as opposed to the other fall sports? No, it is not surprising to me that on terms of what earns money, number one, number two, and number three are what are back. Does women's basketball earn money? If it does, it's number three. And I don't know if you can invite the men back without the women, and the men do that's make money. That's another good point, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, without a doubt. But that's exactly about. what that is. Uh, I mean, you've got soccer teams in this state that their season starts in August, right? Do I have that right? Yes. Before yeah. football. Before football. And Same yet they volleyball. can't come back. Volleyball, too. It's all about money. It's always... And at least we don't try to, to hide behind that. We've talk from the beginning a main source of our optimism about a season starting was they don't have a choice financially and this is just another thinly veiled uh, revelation of we need to make money now and these are the sports that make money so we need to make sure that they can come back now we're just actually seeing it in practice the one-time transfer without restriction you know we talked a lot about that Forget about it, at least for now. The proposed one-time transfer waiver that would allow college athletes to transfer and be immediately eligible at their new school has been turned down until at least the 21-22 academic year. Back in February, the transfer waiver support group was considering the idea and seeking feedback from its Division I members and ultimately proposed that changes should be made. In late April, the NCAA Board of Directors said changes were not appropriate at this time. They have conveniently hidden behind COVID-19, saying, ah, just too much other stuff going on for us to do this right now. And then you have this. Uh, the board agreed to lift the moratorium on transfer legislation for the 2021 legislative cycle, but recommended to the council that changes to the waiver process as suggested 
by the working group are not appropriate at this time. Board members recommended the waiver process be sensitive to student-athlete well-being, especially those impacted by COVID-19. So the possibility of the one-time transfer rule being adopted in the future is very much still in existence. And they could vote on it in January at the NCAA convention, but not for this academic year. So for now, any student-athlete that transfers without receiving some form of an exception, whether that is being a grad transfer, having a family hardship, uh, discontinued program, student yells something racist at you from 200 yards away in the stands and you feel uncomfortable, then you got to sit out a year before gaining eligibility. Is it fair to say... Oh, go ahead. I feel pretty confident. I mean, I know you said that they're hiding behind it, and maybe they are, but I do feel that if all of this had not happened and we were having a a typical normal sports year, that this would have already passed. Yeah, I think so. This is the right move for right now, isn't it? It, Just simply to table it? To table it for now and get it done in January. Because if you get it done in January, you can get ahead of the spring sports who were most impacted by coronavirus because their season got shut down. So if Mm -hmm. they... they No, 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 no. No, they're tabling it for discussion for the 21-22 academic year. Oh, no. Okay, that's... They're just kicking the can down the road, man. Is there not a special circumstance for baseball and softball, though? There's something... Yes, yes. baseball got the one-time transfer. Okay, all right, so good. Spring sports got the one-time transfer. This was the universal one-time transfer without penalty rule that we've talked so much about and looked like it had a ton of momentum. Right up until the point that it didn't. Yeah. But... I wonder if this isn't the right decision to be made just right now for for this season only because there are bigger things to worry about and deal with to to get ready to actually play a season. And then if you've got programs that are having to go through what they're about to have to go through to make sure that they can even field a team this year and then opening it up to penalty-free transfers just for now – uh, would just add more hardship to what is going to be the most difficult preseason in in the history of the sport. So maybe it's for the best that they wait until January uh, to have programs deal with this when they've got everything else going on. I guess. I don't even know if I believe it. I was just more asking the question for devil's advocacy purposes. I think COVID-19 was a convenient way for them to kick the can down the road a little farther and say, we'll come back to this another day. That's just me. Here we go, 5 o'clock hour on this Wednesday, middle of the week. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey, thanks for being with us. On a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. Equip your organization for simple, successful business continuity with a work-from-anywhere toolkit from C Spire Business featuring powerful resources like UC1, 
and Office 365. With Ceasefire Business, it's easy to give your team the tools to get things done, no matter where they are. Share files in seconds, chat on any device, meet virtually, and more, all over secure cloud-based solutions with dedicated local support. Get your organization remote work ready today at cspire.com slash business. Thanks for being with us. We've got the college football fix coming in just a second. We'll recap kind of the big story of the day and then also look at a list. Hashtag list season, SCN. Months early. CBS Sports with a uh, top 25 power five coaches ranking. Sure, sure to draw the ire of both Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. There's Without one, question. There's one in particular that I think is just gross. And you will tell us all about it in just a matter of moments. Right now, we tell you it's time for the College Football Fix. The College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. When they were asked to build, they built. They built masks. They built ventilators. They built shields. And now they are ready for you to serve you as a customer. We're talking about Ford and their outstanding lineup of vehicles that are available to you. Great financing available. Get behind the wheel at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Test drive one today or visit the website buyfordnow.com to find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford tough. So as not to be uh, uh, labeled as a sanctimonious jerk, that seems to be the uh, two most common descriptors this week. I am going to hand the reins just for a moment to Brian Haydad and allow him to explain the controversy, air quotes, uh, surrounding Jerry and Jones and the other football players who have chosen to leave Mississippi State. The floor, my friend, is yours. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. Well, Ole Miss is cheating again. No, you joke. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> um, Jerry and I Jones. Believe, I can believe you did it, but I can't. Well played. Well played. Uh, Jerry and Jones, Fabian Lovett, we'll start with him. Originally was looking like he was going to transfer to Florida State. Something broke down in that process. Now looking like he's headed to Ole Miss. Jerry and Jones, uh, freshman. Hey, could, or now point of reference? May I yeah. ask a question? Sure, by all means. Do you think he had had any communication with Florida State before he officially put his name into Probably the transfer Probably so, be considering that there's a former MSU assistant on the staff there. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Who's that? Chris Marv. Ah. Where's Brewster again? He tampers with everybody. <laughs> he's at Florida. He's back with Mullen, I believe. Oh, yeah. He's tampering I, from Florida. I okay. listened to a... Uh, I listened to a Rosillo podcast where he basically had ex-athletes come on and give recruiting stories, and Stanford Steve called uh, described Brewster as a awesome recruiter. He's and that's what he's made his his bones on for years. Yeah. For years. I, uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your momentum. Gosh, carry on. Uh, Jerry and Jones, sophomore defensive back, uh, reported yesterday by 24-7 Sports, that uh, he would be entering the transfer portal again, looking like Ole Miss is a likely destination. Um, from an optics standpoint, Richard sort of went over this in the first part of the show, that you know we can simply chalk it up to new staff, new way of doing things in Starkville, and there's going to be some attrition, which I totally uh, I would agree with. I knew there was going to be attrition. 
Um, there's the, oh, obviously things are falling down in Starkville, and soon Ole Miss will reclaim its former glory uh, because there will be no, no program left for those bull pups. There's that, there's that line of thinking. And then there's the line of thinking I, I espoused at the beginning of this uh, segment, which is, well, obviously those rebel bear sharks are back up to their cheating ways and have, uh, have tampered with, with Jerry and Jones. What I will say is that, from my knowledge, Mississippi State is, in fact, at least looking into what's going on here because there are some, some optic situations. You've got two former MSU assistants on staff at Ole Miss now who coach those respective positions, defensive tackle and, and, and cornerbacks. So they're going to at least look into it and make sure everything's going the right way. I will disagree with one thing that Michael Borky said earlier. He said that we'll never know if anything happened here. We'll know if those guys don't go to Ole Miss. I think if, if those guys end up anywhere but Ole Miss, because that's where all the momentum is right now, that something may have been out of sorts and Ole Miss ended up having to pull out of out of the running, for, for lack of a better word. Does that necessarily mean that was the case, though? I mean, does it necessarily crazy mean stuff it? happening and cheating Does all it necessarily the time? mean it? But, man, I think right now there's so much momentum towards Ole Miss for those two guys that if they don't end up there, that it's it's unusual. So to recap, it's unusual if they go there, and it's also unusual if they do not. You know, no, what? I see what Haydad right. is saying here. Like, I, I do too. I'm just just being a jerk. No, he's making perfect sense. Stolen around <laughs> just every day, Borky. Geez. No, I, I, you know, I think that, like I said, you know, when when Mike Leach was hired, we knew there was going to be some attrition. That's just the way it's going to be. And if you're a state fan, you know, you can't – there's a lot of people harping on the portal right now. Well, the portal is what's got you K.J. Costello. So you can't harp too hard on that. The portal giveth, the portal taketh the way. I get why, why it looks bad. But, there, you know, I, I believe Mississippi State's going to do what it has to do to protect its interests here. And if there's anything out of place, we'll, we'll see what – Lord knows if there is anything out of place in this state, we're going to find out about it. Is it possible that all three of the scenarios laid out earlier in the show are at least in part to do with it? Yes. Instead of the truth yes. lies somewhere in the middle, the truth is probably a there, combination of the of three. Truth in all there's of them. a third yeah. of each. You know, there there's a little bit of you know State's lost three guys in this you know, Keaton Thompson, he was always going to go. Uh Brevin Jones is a red shirt freshman, probably wasn't gonna play very much, saw an opportunity. He's out. But Lovett, Stuart Reese, and and Jerry and Jones are all guys that were either going to start or play a good bit next season. So there's some there's something to that of like that's that's an issue of that that you don't want having. You don't want to continue to lose quality depth. You're not Alabama where you just okay, we'll plug in the next five star guy. There's obviously something to, you know, hey, this is a new new coach and a new way of doing things, and maybe some guys. We all we all talked about it when Moorhead was out and Leach was brought in. There was a culture problem at Mississippi State. You felt like the inmates were running the asylum a little bit. Maybe these are a couple of the inmates, and they don't they don't like being told what to do. I don't know. And then there's there's a possibility that there is something you know going on behind closed doors that shouldn't be happening. So yeah, all three of those things can possibly be true at the same time. Occam's razor and whatnot. Occam's Razors, Murphy's Law, yeah, everything you want. Josh, there goes Haydad wearing his red and blue glasses again. Look clear to me, but okay. Richard and Wiggins, 
why would Ole Miss cooperate with a Mississippi State investigation? Well, it wouldn't be a Mississippi State investigation. It would be an NCA investigation that Mississippi State. You can only hope. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying though. Like, this isn't State just showing up, like, show us your documents. There, there's a, there's going to be a procedure in place for that. And let's let's be honest here. The reason why. I said earlier. Hold on a second. Hold on, Borky. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me tap the brakes just for a second. You think there's legitimately going to be an NCAA investigation as to whether or not there's tampering on this deal? The one I'm saying, maybe investigation is not the right word. I'm sure there is a procedure in place where the where people look into tampering. I'm not saying that you know you you need to expect Mike Sheridan to show up on campus anytime soon. I'm just saying that there has to be some sort of Hey, we believe tampering has taken place. Okay, we will look into that. So if you want to call that investigation, call it what you want. But there has to be some sort of procedure beyond, hey, did you guys tamper? No, we didn't tamper. Okay, well, what can we do about it? Do you think Mississippi State will go directly to the NCAA, or do you think they'll go to the league office? I, I, that was a good point. It probably, it probably would start with the SEC, wouldn't it? You would think. Well, we've got Sankey in our back pocket over here. I know what Commissioner Sankey would prefer they do first, but <laughs> um, I guess what I was going to say, though, is the reason why I said earlier that tampering doesn't really get enforced because it, it's extremely hard to prove, and even if it did happen, as long as bases are covered, it, I mean, investigated all day long. So if it did yeah. happen, the likelihood of there being evidence is really small. If there is, you kind of deserve what's coming to you, but again... That's why it's so rampant, and they don't do anything about that's it. That's true it's about hard any to investigation. If you get caught and there is evidence, that's on you. There's there's ways to cheat and not get caught. They're, they they exist. You just can't be stupid. Hmm. So so, nah, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Let me think on how I want to say this, and we'll do that when we come back on the other side of this timeout. That's getting you started in the college football fix, driven by Ford. try to connect the dots from your uh, explanation a second ago and you're gonna sure maybe be mad at me for the way i do these and people will say i'm painting you into a corner and whatnot i'm always mad at you richard it's no big deal it's okay i'm a jerk yeah sanctimonious too fact try to big time me and see what happens so you think that all of the following are possible and somewhat likely multiple players from mississippi state wanted to leave the school Ole Miss did some tampering, and if Fabian Lovett and Jerry and Jones in particular don't end up at Ole Miss, it's proof that Ole Miss tampered and then was forced to back out of the sweepstakes for those players. Proof is a is a, a strong word, but it's evidence. I mean, Fabian Lovett in particular has a history of changing his mind a bunch, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm willing to call Fabian Lovett a bit of a head case at this point. If we're going to talk about he's going to commit to his second school in less than a month like this, I don't know what happened with Florida State. I mean, he was he put up all the Florida State stuff on his Twitter account, and then you know the rumor mill is something happened on social media. Maybe again, you know, he made it sort of evident, or at least it was highly rumored that the Leach tweet was his reason for leaving. And there may have been something else racial that happened with Florida State. So his father ahead. told a newspaper that. Yeah, yeah. So 
In great detail, yeah. Yeah. So. Wait. You, so but, that, that's the reason he's not staying with Florida State is an additional that, that, racial that is thing on Twitter happens? That something else happened racially motivated on Twitter. Man. Oh, I was talking about the first one. Yeah, I know, I know you are, but I'm talking talking about that there's something from a Florida State perspective happened along those lines as well. He yeah, could. it wasn't that there were fans that said things to him on Twitter that were racially insensitive? Possibly. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer uh, to that. Allegedly? Allegedly. That's yeah. impossible. That only happens in Mississippi. That certainly doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, Florida's in the South, you know. <sighs> Ish. Probably delete Twitter. That'd be one solution. Geographically, it's in the south. Outside the panhandle, it's not really the south, though, is it? Eh, not really. It's a different country. Oh, but but see, everybody gets to look down on us because that kind of stuff, man, only happens here. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you got all that going on. Fun little May soap opera with nothing else happening. Hey, man, State and Ole Miss fans at each other's throats. I feel normal again. What are you talking about? We needed this. I feel like jumping off a bridge personally, but that's, you know. You're so, you're so angry. Yeah, but you don't, don't let you, me you be like the one with the NCAA when it's not State and Ole Miss, building. Michael. I'm just not, uh, not into it. Ex- exhausted by it, I guess, is the, the more appropriate term. I woke up and I was like, what year is it? Feels like 2015 all over again. It's just it's a it's a once a year game. I wish people would contextualize that a little bit. You know, yeah. we we don't have to not be friendly to each other 364 days out of the year. But hate each other on that day. Go for it. I mean, who cares? But like coexist. You're both here. I don't know. I like Rippy. He sucks. I do a podcast with him. It's not fun. My earphones went in and out there. What was just said? <laughs> I like you. You're you're a good guy. I feel bad for Rippy. I've had to have uh, my wife works in the mornings. I've had to have my kid with me during podcast recording, and that's supposed to be during nap time. But he never takes naps, and so he's third, had to third member of the team. Oh right yeah, and he's he's I learned had, some new. I had a cat on mine for a lot of years. Oh man, yeah. It was what was it? It was an Agamemnon, right? It was Agamemnon was that, the loud one. Samson was able to stay quiet most of the time. Such a good wait name a minute, for an wait animal. a minute. Let's back this up. What was the cat's name? Sorry, Agamemnon. Yes. What is that? That family name? <laughs> it was a <laughs> king of Greece. Oh, <laughs> it went straight over my head. <laughs> ha! Aren't you obtuse, Rippy? I guess so. Is it obtuse though when you legitimately don't understand it? Have you not seen Troy? I mean, God, wow, family name. That w- that w- made me laugh. That was good. Did that fit on the collar? <laughs> we just, you know, went with it. I mean, if you, if you put that on the collar, you got to put the whole name on there with his middle name and everything. So, what is his middle name? Fitzgerald. Is that a common name in Beirut? No, it's a Greek. Fitzgerald. Name, so we're yeah. exercising the full alphabet here. Yeah, he was Agamon, Agamemnon Fitzgerald Haydad. That was his name. What'd you call him? I called him Agamemnon. They called him the the kids and my wife called him Aggie. I'm more of a Texas How? guy though, so 
and it didn't work for me. How, how often did you <laughs> come here? I can be done. Come here. Something like that, yeah. You know, he, he, I didn't. Agamemnon and I weren't the the closest of friends. I'm more of a Samson. Samson and I are are, are buddies. You ever cut his hair? No, we never cut a cat's. Who cuts cats' hairs? It was a reference a to Samson, genius. Oh, oh not the yeah. cat. Okay, yeah. No. Now who's the obtuse one? I'm just an idiot. I'll admit it. Bit sanctimonious, if you ask me. Now, uh, CBS Sports. Samson's middle top. name is Lattimore, if you're wondering. Does he get haircuts? No. That's who we were just talking about with haircuts. Yeah, we, I thought we were talking talk. about uh, Aggie. Agamemnon, no. Well, Agamemnon no, doesn't do anything a- now. Asking about Agamemnon getting haircuts would life. not have been nearly as... That wouldn't have made sense the way it did with Samson. Right. You're familiar with the story of Samson from the Old I Testament? Am, I am. Okay. I caught that one. Just with regard to I got half haircuts and backstory. Strength yes. and whatnot. Anytime you need to talk layers. about my cats, I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'm, you know, I'm a big cat guy. A lot of layers to the old Samson story as well. There's some twists and turns. Oh, the oh, the, the, the biblical cat. I was like, there are layers to Samson's story? Like, I, I just I got him from a friend. Off the rails. As yeah. I was saying, CBSSports.com, top 25 list of <laughs> the Power 5 coaches. Number one, Nick Saban. Number two, Dabo. Number three, Lincoln Riley. Okay. There are some that would argue Dabo should be one, Nick Saban should be two. I think that's probably an argument that Borky makes. Lincoln. Yeah, Riley, but I'm fine with the alternative, though. And so it's okay. not like I, I'm going to die on the hill. I think right now it, his recent success has shown that that he belongs in the conversation for the top spot. But if you want to tell me otherwise, I'm not going to fight you on it. They're one yeah, A, one B. About that in the past. So. Um. I'm just of the opinion that the entire body of work matters, and the entire body of work is not nearly as complete for Dabo currently as Nick Saban's is. Fair enough. That's the reason that I would have those two in that order. Number three, Lincoln Riley, and I feel like most people are probably okay with him being in the three spot. You want to talk about a limited body of work, it's there, but what is also there is really impressive. Coach O at number four. I mean, okay. Hey, you mentioned entire body of work. That fella's entire body of work is... It's not as impressive as Jimbo Fisher's. A little recency bias here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, but regardless of whether or not you think he should be 4 or 14, the fact that on any list ranking Power 5 coaches, Ed Ogeron is in the top 5, given where a decade ago he was... Certainly a decade and a half ago he was. I mean, what you, how about how about a career resurrection? Whew. Literally back from the dead. Yeah. Well, I well, guess kinda. figuratively figuratively back from the dead, but you understand. If you can't use misuse the word literally, what word can you misuse? Brian Kelly at number five. Did y'all just see that? Did y'all see Michael Borky's eye just twitch? I saw it over the camera. 
That's not the one I'm upset about here on this list. I, oh, I, it's I, not? I've done, I'm done fighting that battle of Brian Kelly. There are coaches listed behind here that I would take over him in a heartbeat, but there, there's one I'm, that's way down on the list that really bothers me. I'm fascinated Brian Kelly's, to know what it is. Brian Kelly's work before he got to Notre Dame, I think, he's is a, a bigger argument for him being in the top five than what he's pulled off at Notre Dame. He's a Although good his success at Notre Dame is, I mean, played for a national championship. If you want to call that played. Well, I understand. It was in it. They, they existed there. Number six on here is Kirby Smart. Oh, wait, that's Kirby Smart. <laughs> oh. Oop. Typo. Not a, uh, not a proofreading so guy over here. about things, Richard. Jeez Louise. Kirby Smart, though. I kind of like the ring of that. Anyway. Just, just stick uh, with it. Kirby at six. Jimbo at seven. Dan Mullen at eight. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Franklin at nine. And Ryan Day, at t- by the way, it's James Franklin, if you didn't catch the reference. And uh, what was it? Uh, Russ Mitchell, our old friend, uh, used to call him Jim Franklin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan Day at number 10. Hate we'll that. Continue to look He's at done this it for list. one year. We'll continue to look at this list when we come back with you. Forky will tell you what he hates. Sports Talk Mississippi. The C Spire text line is on fire. 601-879-4395. My personal text is on fire as well. Got this message during the break. This comes to my cell phone. William, Newt Gingrich here. President Trump is fighting coronavirus and working to reopen America while Democrats investigate Trump. Trump needs your vote, but official records say you're not registered on Upland Creek Drive. Can we send a reg form? Reply yes, wrong street, or stop. So I replied, I'm voting via multiple addresses, plus using a couple of addresses of the deceased. Just doing my part to help Bernie. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Feeling it. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Ceasefire uh, text line. Appears as if I'm the only one that's uh, escaping chastisement currently. Let Haydad run his mouth. Maybe they want to play with their old position coach, or maybe they think... I don't know if I want to read that exactly. Um, Leach isn't the guy for them. He has no proof to accuse Ole Miss of any wrongdoing. That is unprofessional. Not exactly what he did, but you hear you. Thanks for listening. Nobody comes to my aid when I'm misappropriated, Borky. Yeah, there's a reason for but that. You're just immediately coming right there to hate ads, aid. Yeah, one of them's a good That's because he, he's right. I didn't, I didn't say that. I like how his maybes are just, you know, they're fine, but my maybe is not acceptable. Uh, question, out of the five, are those two the only ones going to Ole Miss? Yes. For the record, Stuart we don't Reese know. Is already that... going to Flo- Go ahead. Stuart Reese is already uh, headed to Florida. Uh, Brevin Jones is going to Illinois, and Keaton Thompson is going to Virginia. There you go. This one's directed to uh, our friend in Studio X. You don't understand the rivalry, South Carolina boy. <laughs> boy. I love that. I think he gets it, just thinks it's very silly. I mean, I've been here for a decade. I, I very much understand. All I was saying is it doesn't have to be like that. 
That's all. You drop boy kid. on you at the end, which is worse than chief or partner. Actually, or boss. It's not. I think it's I it's more of like a, a Batman sign of stupidity, but you know. Uh, I think this is directed uh, at uh, Rippy. Guy who looks like kid from Vacation Reboot got jokes. What is Vacation Reboot? I'd have to check that out. Is that the one with Ed Helms? I don't know. Did that name well, fit on the back collar? To the text line. We got a Jackson Academy reference. Yep, molding leaders on and off the field. Wouldn't know anything about I'm it. I'm anyway, working my way you. through them, Rippy. Sorry, I got too eager. Rippy, you ruin everything. I, th- yeah. Spence in Brookhaven, did that name fit on the collar? Best quote by Rippy yet. Love this show. Thanks, Spence. We like you too, Spence. To say someone hates Ole Miss worse than Al-Qaeda, spelling, is horrible. Really? Eh, somebody really texted that to us earlier. I mean, we didn't make it up. Next cat should have been Ronald the King of Greece. Uh, the next cat was Baloo. So. Ooh, that's a good one. Where did he rule? <laughs> uh, the jungle? R- Rippy, you don't know what Baloo is? <laughs> I was joking. Okay, good. Jason says, Borky, stop apologizing for your child. Man, it is kind of funny. It, you can hear it in the background of the podcast now. He has um, learned how to like do this weird squeak where like he, he gets real tall and, and will do this squeak. And he learned it a few weeks ago, but now he, he knows how to do it. And so when he gets excited, he will just look at you and start squeaking. And you can hear it in the background of the podcast now, and I, I don't know what to do because he just keeps doing it. It's his favorite just thing roll, to do now. roll with it. It's a two-for-one. It's a podcast and a petting zoo. All kinds of stuff going on Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the mornings. <laughs> Coming to you live from Collins. Uh, David and Socher, Jackson Academy taught Rippy a little something. She check out on Ridgewood Road. It's pretty sweet. This message from Harry Ascrack, we have resulted to talking about shaving cats on Super Talk Mississippi. Walter, not a fan of the Bryans. If y'all are hiring, I'm available. I'm better than both Brian's here. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Quinn likes your are music you a choices. Uh, somebody says we loved Coach O at Ole Miss. Doctor Kyatt, great to hear from you this afternoon. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> Richard, that's the funniest thing you've ever said on this show. All that's this cat before name I was talk. on this show. <laughs> All this cat name talk makes me think about how we name our cats. One of ours, we were debating a name while riding down the road, and we passed a pilot truck stop, and one of my kids said, let's call him Pilot. So we did. Another one was named Faya, spelled incorrectly because I don't know Spanish, because apparently that word in Spanish means ugly, and that cat was certainly our ugliest. I'd like to know how you named your children. Mr. West in Guntown points out that Ed and Kelly are no longer together. Twilight Zone, Borky sounds like RC. Rippy sounds like Borky with It's a You Problem. Hey, Dad, save us. I'm not the originator of That's a You Problem. Can I plug something real quick? It sounds like you're about to, whether I want you to or not, so go for it. Fantastic. Uh, Tomorrow uh, on the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed, tomorrow afternoon, say around noon or so, Coach Mike Leach joins me and Joel T. Coleman. From? 
Uh, I don't know where he'll be. I'll be here in the uh, Starkville studio. Oh, so it's not already recorded yet. Like this is no, 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 upcoming. I'm I'm talking to him tomorrow at 11:30. As soon as I get done with that conversation, we'll put the podcast up. Wouldn't you guess that it would be 12:30 where he is, on some beach somewhere, barefoot and probably riding a bicycle? We'll find out. I need you made me think. I need to retext our media relations people and make sure. Hey, that is Central Time. Yeah, going to do that. We get the random. We get the random text message. Colonel Reb forever. Apropos of nothing. Keep fighting that fight, man. Really feels like the tides are turning in your favor. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love a good shaved cat story? All right, now. Mr. West says no that he didn't say that. I I just changed what you said a little bit. But you alluded to the fact that Ed Ogeron's wife left him three months ago. And I said... You alluded to the fact that Ed and Kelly were no longer together. Those are their first names. Linda in Blue Springs, Borky, says your kid is sounding like Biden's goose. I don't know what Biden's goose is, but hey, probably. What? What is it? What is it, Rippy? I'm sure you've listened into everything he said. Wait, what was that? I missed that. Biden's, Biden's goose. Keith and Vaden says, sounds like a bunch of dummies learned how to text today. <laughs> Oh, Biden had a uh, a virtual campaign speech that apparently was repeatedly interrupted um, by a goose nearby that wouldn't stop squawking. That guy can't catch a break. You know, we got a lot of things to worry about in the United States right now. I'm going to tell you something that's not being talked about that needs to be. Is it the parallel universe? No, the goose population. It's a problem. And I don't know if you know this or not. Yeah, geese procreate, and then there are more geese. And you know what geese leave behind everywhere they go? Geese, it sounds like. It's an inordinate (laughs) amount of goose poo. (laughs) The problem. They just leave Richard's opinions everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> I think I got hate. I think I got both. I just like that everybody's laughing right now. I'm just I'm just sitting back listening wow, to all of you laugh. Uh, I thought it was rabbits, but no, it's geese. Uh. <laughs> How do you know it's a problem? How is that quantifiable? Because I walk Are you allowed to just shoot geese? Are you allowed okay. to just shoot them? Yeah. Where, is there a where goose, is goose season? season? Yeah, there is yeah. a goose season. That's Can you air fry goose is delicious. It like? It's delicious. Like is it? It's all, no, it's all dark meat. Like, even the breast is dark meat, so it's really good. Very fatty. Got to drain that. Speaking of food, really? you haven't mentioned what I sent you last night, Rippy. Oh, it's because I opened it uh, half asleep at about 2.30 in the morning, and then I forgot. <laughs> what was this? Oh, so, yeah, no, hold on, hold on. I'll take it from here. Yeah, you got it. I, I did Gordon Ramsay air-frying steaks. What say you? Best chef in the world. And Breaking out the I'm air fryer to I was do Gordon Ramsay's not the best chef in the world? Who's better? Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree. 
Just wait. That's Next month, the mayor of Flavortown will be on this, and I will have been ahead of both of them. <laughs> that is money! You think Gordon Ramsay's the best chef on the entire in the entire planet? He's probably got more Michelin stars than anybody, yeah. And that's a good quantifiable way to determine it. Thank you for this reminder. I forgot about this. You're welcome. Friendship. Sports Richard Talk Luke Mississippi. P. Kind of. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.